Hello, and welcome back to another episode of When Life Gives You Lemons. My name is Caitlin Baker, and I will be your food guru for today. Not actually. Um, I'm going to give a little disclaimer. I am in no way, shape, or form a registered dietitian, but I want to relay just some information, just some basic information that anyone should know when thinking about food and the best decision that they can make for their bodies. So, if you don't know by now, food is a major part of our lives and what kind of food we consume really plays a big role on how we feel and go about our day-to-day lives. So, that will be the topic for today's episode. So, we're just going to jump into it. So, the kind of food that we consume plays a big role on how we feel about ourselves and it also greatly impacts our mental health. So there's been some studies done and people who don't have a healthy diet were more likely to report symptoms of depression or other mental health issues. This is a really big problem because this is something so small that we can change that can greatly affect our mood but of course we have to be the ones to take that initiative to start eating healthy and choose the foods that are going to make us feel the best about ourselves. So I want to kind of relay some information about what kind of foods we should be eating. Now, of course, this is stuff that I, at least I remember learning back in elementary school, but of course, I still don't follow it, and I'm sure a lot of people don't follow it either. But the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Department of Agriculture say that a healthy, balanced diet should include the following. Fruits and vegetables... And with that, that should be at least five fruits and vegetable servings combined every day. (laughs) Food grains, and that can be things like oatmeal and brown rice. Low-fat dairy, and it says that we should consume at least three servings of dairy. That can be including cheese or milk and or milk. Lean protein, and as well as limited amounts of sodium, saturated fat, and added sugar. Even though these are things that in large amounts can cause a lot of problems. We still do need them in our diet to keep things functioning and performing at our best. So I wanna go into talking about college students in particular now because I think this is a big area that causes us to gain habits that can continue on for the rest of our lives if we don't perfect those habits now. And what I mean by that is, of course, you know, if you're eating bad foods and you're just eating junk food and not getting all the nutrients that you need during college while your mind is still developing, that can put a big hamper on how you will continue to function as an adult. And those habits will definitely carry on at least for the few years after you graduate college. So... Hopefully this will stress the importance of why eating healthy can really impact a student's health, but of course it's always on the individual and there's really not always an option for a student to have the means to eat healthy, which is understandable. So when the body does not receive the proper nutrients it needs, individuals as a whole see a lack of focus, loss of energy, and overall poor quality of living. And so like I said, a person should have at least five fruits and vegetables servings combined every day, but a national college health assessment done by the American College Health Association found that only 7.8% of students surveyed eat five or more servings of fruits and vegetables every day. That is not good. (laughs) That is such a low number, and I am one of those people that is adding to this problem because I definitely feel like I can eat 
all the junk food I want and it's not having any repercussions on my body, but it definitely is. But that's definitely not the mindset that I should have or that anyone should have, especially students, because like I said, this is a critical time in our development. And if we're not getting a well-balanced diet, that can really affect us in the future. And along with that, 75% of students, at least those who come in for health consultations, say that they skip meals. Again, that's not good at all. 75%, that's a huge number of the student population. Just think of the potential that any student could have if they did get a well-balanced diet. Like, we could be performing so much better if that number was a lot lower. But of course, that's not the reality. Now, this is something that, of course, is very real for a lot of students, but cost can be a concern when it comes to eating healthy. A lot of grocery stores, especially specialty grocery stores like Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, all those, you know, healthy stores, as we say, can be expensive for college students. And it's just crazy the amount of food that you can get for a low price that is just terribly unhealthy for us versus, you know, the produce and all the healthy foods that we can get. But of course, it comes at a price. and. Not everyone has the means to to get those items, which is why this can be a, such a big problem for Americans and students altogether. So I think that's something that can definitely be really hard for students, especially, you know, after hearing everything that you should be eating, that's not possible always. And time is also a factor in that, you know, in order to make sure that you're eating the food that you should eat, usually that involves you cooking your own food for yourself. and some students and people just don't have the time for that which is unfortunate because you don't know what fast food restaurants are putting in your food exactly there's always those hidden things that are in there that can be very harmful to your health so moving past all the negative stuff we're going to move into what eating healthy does for your body especially when you take these into consideration and really apply them to your life. So the first thing is it builds your self-esteem. Self-esteem usually starts with a positive body image and eating healthy is obviously one of the ways to keep achieving this. So a healthy body image begins with healthy eating. This is a start to something that can really improve your life overall because we definitely have a more dreadful self-esteem when you are not living your healthiest life. Another thing eating healthy does is it improves your overall energy level. If you start eating a more balanced diet that includes unrefined carbohydrates, proteins, and fats with an emphasis on vegetables, whole grains, and healthy oils, you'll start to see your energy levels increase. The Harvard Medical Center also recommends eating tiny, frequent meals, eating a smaller lunch, and avoiding crash diets. So a lot of people think going on diets is going to be the solution to looking your best, but it really just begins with eating healthy. You don't need to cut out, cut out carbs, you don't need to cut out sugars, but just make sure you're eating an appropriate amount of them and you are, of course, eating more vegetables and whole grains and fruits rather than sugars and fats as well. So. Another thing is that it increases your overall brain function. So the healthier you eat, the healthier your brain is, which is why they recommend eating things like blueberries, salmon, tea, dark chocolate, so that your brain can snack on those nutrients. Just of course, don't overdo it on the dark chocolate, but you know, these are all things that 
will over time improve your brain function because they have those those nutrients our brain needs in order to function at its highest potential. Eating healthy might also reduce depression symptoms. Just like any other organ, the brain responds to what you eat and drink. And the brain needs these essential vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients to stay healthy and keep your mind sharp. And of course, if you don't provide your brain with these essential nutrients, then it can't function properly and will raise your risk of mental health problems like depression. So a lot of health professionals recommend minerals like magnesium, zinc, amino acids, fatty acids, and a lot of water. And of course, this is also really important to note, but a healthy diet is not a cure for clinical depression or mood disorders, but they may help reduce those symptoms. And one of the biggest things that people see when they start eating healthy is that it helps boost your mood. There's been a lot of studies done on this, especially one with Dartmouth. They have done a lot of studies about the relationship between food and mood. and. They determined that the effect between food and mood varied dramatically depending on the person. So overall, they just recommend a well-balanced diet, rich in protein, moderate in carbohydrates, and low in fat since this could generally improve the mood of most people. So those are just a few things that eating healthy does, but of course we're going to move on to what you can do now in order to start eating healthy and improve all these things in your life. So the first thing is start paying attention to how you eat different foods and how they make you feel. And one of the biggest ways that you can do this is try eating a clean diet for at least two or three weeks. And this means cutting out all processed foods and sugar. After that, see how you feel, then slowly introduce foods back into your diet one by one and see how you feel. That will really show you what these foods are doing to your body and how they are influencing your mood and overall function from day to day and of course you know with eating clean for two to three weeks that will involve creating a routine for yourself so make sure that you listen to my last episode about how to make a good routine so that you can understand how you can be most successful when eating a clean diet another thing that you can do and this is something that is a little easier than buying all these really healthy and expensive things, but just buying whole grain bread instead of white bread. That is something that is such a tiny switch, but it makes a big difference. So white bread in general, it usually turns into sugar when it enters your body. And then instead of processing it like a grain, like you could be doing with whole grain bread, it is processing it like sugar. And if you eat a lot of bread, like me, that's a problem. Another thing that you can do now is just pay attention to the nutrient labels on food. They are always there. They are required to be there. So know what you're looking for. I can create another episode talking more about how to read food labels. But this is something that you could be doing right now that will really help your understanding of how to eat healthier. And my last tip, which is for a lot of people, especially me... Uh, try and eat out less. The sodium content and the preservatives that fast food contains cause weight gain and loss of energy. I know I'm not the only one that feels groggy and gross right after I eat fast food, and there's a reason for that. Our body is telling us, like, ew, like, why did you just do this to me? So try and eat out less because that's going to be a major source of your problems 
and can be something that, you know, if you're eating out frequently, that's going to be a habit that you start creating for your life and think you're going to think that it's okay to eat out as much as you do, when in reality, fast food is really bad for you. Even just any restaurant in general, like not even eating out at fast food restaurants, but usually any restaurant is good about putting how many calories are in each meal, but if you look at them, they are very, very high in calories. And of course you don't get to see what kind of nutrients are being put into the meal, how much of the fats and sugars are being included. So it's always best to just do your own cooking and understand what you're putting into your food, which then you are going to put into your body. And like I said, I am in no way, shape or form a dietitian. Um, this is all stuff that I learned myself through some research. But of course, you know, you can always do your own research as well and learn more about these topics in depth. That is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you tune in for the next episode of When Life Gives You Lemons. <laughs>